Welcome to Content Managed, a show focusing on developing with custom content. We'll talk about the great content management systems out there, we'll interview great guests, and we'll figure out how to do specific things. And we're generally going to talk shop about full stack development and great CMSs. I'm TJ, your host, and I'm joined by my co-host all the way from Ireland, John Henry Donovan. How are you, John Henry? Hi, TJ. How's it going? It's going well. So uh, I've never done a podcast uh, across the pond, as it were, before. So this is going to be exciting. Uh, I've I've known you um, online, shall we say, in the Expression Engine Slack channel and these sorts of things uh, for a little while now. And it's uh, I got to hear your voice a couple of weeks ago for the first time, so that's good. So And I'm looking forward to meeting you. Uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about today is the Expression Engine Conference, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. So... Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, John Henry, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, before we get started talking about the conference, the upcoming conference? Well, yes, this is a first for me as well, because it's my first podcast. I come from Ireland, as you know. Um, I'm a technical director for a company over here called Red Moon Media. So I work remotely from home. So I get all the benefits of being freelance, but I also get a full-time wage. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Um, so I've worked with Expression Engine since Expression Engine 1 and before that I've worked with um, P-Machine. Oh, wow. I actually did a brief stint as a technical support specialist with Edis Lab for a couple of years. So I've been involved in the community for a very long time now. So I've been to a number of conferences in Europe and I've been to a couple in the States, but it's been a couple of years now since I've traveled to one. Okay, yeah. So I'm looking forward to catching up with the community. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to be talking about the Expression Engine Conference here in a minute, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Now, you, um, you, you say that you work with P-Machine, um, and so one of, the, one of the content management systems that we'll be talking about a lot is probably Expression Engine. Um, and uh, P-Machine kind of preceded Expression Engine, but that was before I became a developer, so I never used P-Machine. What, what, uh, that, that, that sounds really interesting to me. What, what are the differences between P-Machine and Expression Engine and well, you know, that, that's just kind of, I don't know, it's a foreign subject to me. Tell me a little bit more about P-Machine. P-Machine was the, it was more kind of, what what can I say? It was blog orientated in a way, uh-huh. to say the least. So the calendar played a big part. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you'd have widgets and blocks and you could rearrange your, your, your content. Definitely dates, blog posts, all that kind of content management played a big part in P-Machine. So it sounds like it sounds like maybe some of the seeds of Expression Engine were there with with you say custom widgets or custom content, but not necessarily the same way that we think of custom fields in Expression Engine now. No, and I'd have to think really hard to think how I actually set up templates and use the control panel in P Machine. I'd have to revisit it again. Yeah, I actually yeah. have a local version of it installed here. And would have this been about the year what two thousand two thousand one something like that? It would have been back then. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember playing because I've used. WordPress movable type, all our own CMSs, different companies I work for. Mm-hmm. And then I suddenly came across the P Machine mm-hmm. webpage and there was something about the the page itself to kind of hook to the, the kind of language they use in the page um, was different to other kind of companies. It talked to you on a much personal level. And I think that's who it was geared for, the personal kind of uh, blogger or website builder back then at a, at a nice uh, tone to the language to the web page. And it was kind of their form 
and was very active um, yeah. and it was very helpful back then. And you can still see a lot of community members back then that are around today who still help out in the expression engine community as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very... So, so what we're saying here, John Henry, is that uh, you have a lot of experience with uh, the web and, and CMSs and Expression Engine and even before Expression Engine P-Machine, which led into and became essentially Expression Engine. So uh, that's that's very interesting to me, and I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about that. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm hoping to gain a lot more of an audience than I've gained with my other podcast. I um, A different audience, let's say. Most of my podcasts, all of my podcasts have not been geared in any way towards development, so I've been wanting to do this for a while because I am a, a web developer. Um, I, I started web development... Uh, Way back in uh, probably 2002, 2003, just kind of doing some stuff on my own. And then I wound up inheriting the responsibilities of the e-commerce website at my film company that I was working for at the time. Uh, so over the years, I and that was an expression engine site with e-commerce integrated in and bolted on and all this crazy stuff that was back in expression engine one days. And it was it was a baptism by fire, as they say. So uh, it was a pretty strange experience the way I got into development, but I'm I'm, I'm a full stack developer now. Whatever the word full stack means these days, it, it, to me it means that I work in all four primary languages, which is HTML, CSS, JavaScript, PHP. I'm a I'm an add on developer for Expression Engine and Craft, and and uh, yeah, th- those are the those are the things that I do. Um, I I work a lot with Expression Engine. I've been dipping my toes into Craft and doing some more Craft stuff. And very occasionally, I have to work with WordPress. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about WordPress at times. But um, the idea of content managed as a podcast is is really uh, it's like a springboard where we talk about our custom content and our custom CMSs, such as Expression Engine and Craft. And sometimes, you know, WordPress has some custom content capabilities with the ACF field type or, or ACF fields and, and that sort of thing. But, but yeah, we'll, we'll be talking a lot about that. And we have a list of topics we want to get to. But, but today we want to focus on the Expression Engine conference. And uh, so, I, you know, just uh, in general, our thoughts on the upcoming conference that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, there's still time to register for anybody who's listening and who hasn't done that. If you're not, even if you're not familiar with Expression Engine, there's a lot of top talks that are going to be geared in a way that I think a lot of developers would get something out of it. So I'd encourage you to to look at look at that. Um, I think that Expression Engine has a great community. Um, there's been some stumbles along the way, and uh, there there's you know I've I've been around the Expression Engine community for a while, and and uh, it's been a little weird at times, but I think it has one of the best communities right now that I've ever seen in 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 development and. You know, it's kind of small, and you can get uh, get to know people. So, uh, what are what are your what are some of your general thoughts on the upcoming conference, John Henry? What are, what are you excited about? Are there any talks that you're looking forward to? Well, I'm excited because generally the conferences I attend are all technical. Yes, yes. So this one has a good mix of. In the past few years, when I become technical director, I've been dipping my toes into more uh, project management and more the business aspect. Um, so there's a, a mix of talks here that uh, I want to see as well. While I like all the technical ones, and some of them are perhaps over my head even, um, I, I'm excited to hear some of the other talks as well um, about there's some there about client relationships, yeah. promoting growth, integrating developers with a creative team, those sort of talks. I'm interested in, in hearing this year. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm, I'm definitely... Uh, I'm, I'm going to the conference hoping to hear technical talks. Uh, you know, automated testing, uh, ship with confidence by Kevin Cup. 
on the first day looks really, really great because I'm, I'm ashamed to say that um, I, I have not done a lot of automated testing or really any. Um, and that's just, just the path that I've taken as a developer, kind of starting out on my own. And then, you know, I've, I've moved into, I was a senior developer at Caddis, so I kind of moved into that position that way and, and kind of apprenticed under people and then trained up that way. And, and automated testing just hasn't become part of my workflow, and I really want it to. Um, so I'm really excited to to hear that that talk from from Kevin Cup. I I feel like that'll be um, something that that will be interesting. But but like you say, I'm also interested in in these talks about learning how to communicate with your clients. Uh, because uh, John Henry, I've I've recently become a independent web developer. I I left my position as a senior developer at an agency to become independent. That's that seems to be the path a lot of people take. So, so one of the areas where I, I am deficient is communicating well with my clients, and uh, I, I want to have good relationships with my clients, and I want to make them happy, and I want to be happy, and I think you know some of these talks geared towards that are are going to be great to help me learn how to do that. Um, you know, Susan Snipes at Q Digital Studio, um, she's got, she's going to be talking about partnerships, not projects, and how to cultivate long term client relationships, and. And I think as, as, as technically oriented as I am, I think that sort of talk is going to be helpful to me to kind of get my head out of the technical space and say, hey, I'm, I'm in this for the relationships with my clients as well. So I think that's going to be really good. Yeah, you're very much um, what I'd call an accidental developer like myself. <laughs> yes, that's very true. That's very true. And, and that shouldn't be taken to mean that I don't love it. You know. No, it's the same with a lot of developers, designers I know. They've started off in one career. My, myself, I started off as a product designer. And when there were no jobs in that, when I came mm. out of college, I taught myself web and print and everything myself. So especially when you spend a lot of years in freelance and dipping out of different jobs and stuff, you don't you don't necessarily, like uh, Kevin Cop's talk, you don't, you, don't, um, you don't think these need to be part of your workflow. Um, especially uh, finding time to to learn these things, to integrate them into your workflow, it's hard. So, um, going to, attending conferences like this and giving you the kind of, I suppose, the cliff notes of these technologies and workflows are are, are a great starting point. Yeah, I think so for sure. Well, you know, one one of the things too that I'm uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to is just you know being around the community. I, I spend a lot of time in the Expression Engine Slack channel. Um, and, and, you know, I, I have several Slack channels open. There's the Nashville developer. I'm, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. So there's the Nashville developer Slack. There's the craft uh, Slack. Um, there's a couple other Slacks that I'm a part of. But I find that the Expression Engine Slack is a very, uh, it's a really good community. It's where I spend most of my time. In the, when, I'm in a, when I'm looking for development, something or other, I'm usually in the Expression Engine Slack because it's just small enough that you don't get overwhelmed. Where the craft Slack channel, there's a, so many people in there. And, the, you know, this is... The, there's just so many people on that channel that it's really hard to follow. I just find it really hard to keep up with. And unless I have a craft-specific question, I'm usually in the Expression Engine channel. And and the community in Expression Engine right now is really helpful and nice. And, and we all kind of, you know, we're we're not too hard on each other. You know, we understand if somebody has an issue that's, you know, oh, well, we don't call each other stupid or stuff like that. Like, we, we, we work with people. So it's it's really fun to be a part of that community. And there's going to be a lot of those people at the Expression Engine Conference. And so I'm looking forward to that. And there's also, I'm looking forward to uh, people that I don't, you know, there, there's no doubt that the Expression Engine community is larger than those people who are on Slack. And so I'm looking forward to meeting some of those people as well or catching up with them. So 
um, you spend some time in, in Slack uh, channel as well. How, how do you how do you feel about the Expression Engine community? I think well, the, the Slack channel is great because I can wake up in the morning and I don't have to scroll too far to see what's happened the previous day. <laughs> um, whereas um, during the other channels, I'm in stuff happens so fast. Um, I just don't have the time to scroll up and and read. Um, I'm not only do I like posting in the Slack channel for Expression Engine, I also like actually reading up and seeing how people solve problems as well. Um, because it doesn't take long for problems to be solved there as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whereas any other kind of Slack channel and problems go, go unanswered a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've experienced that too in the Slack, cha- in the craft Slack channel for a craft CMS. It's, it's, you know, you, you ask a question and then other people ask questions and your, your question gets lost. And, and a lot of times, you know, Stack Exchange is a better answer, but, but the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I hear, what, I hear exactly what you're saying. And I've started, um, I've been using Statamic. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've they had a Slack channel. I recently jumped in. I've been using their lodge support on their website, um, but I believe they had a Slack channel as well. But I think it's down. Oh, okay. Um, for the past few weeks, but it's something that I'm kind of pining for when I'm developing with Slack at the moment because there's questions that I want to ask that I want, I suppose, immediately <laughs> answered or at least have someone acknowledge that I've asked a question, mm-hmm. and that's what I kind mm-hmm. of Slack has been great for that someone acknowledged that you asked that question, not necessarily answer it, but they've acknowledged that you've asked it and someone else might actually come along with an answer or give you an idea to answer your own, your own question. Um, yeah. But it's definitely been a, um, a benefit to the expression engine community where the forms weren't doing as well as they were. Times had changed and the form definitely wasn't a medium for asking those kind of questions. And Slack just came along at the right time, I think, for Expression Engine, a lot of other communities like Craft and all of these as well. Yeah, and I honestly, I forget about the forums, and I'm a moderator of, of the forums, so I, I, it's bad that I forget about them. But I'll try to go out there a couple of times a week and just check and see if there's anything I can answer or or see if anything needs moderated. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like Slack is the primary channel for the community right now. There, there was a yeah, there, there was a kind of a I call it the dark time in the expression engine community where a lot of people were frustrated and taking it out on Twitter and the forums and and it was just a, the community was just kind of a bad place to be and and it is totally turned around these days I, I feel like and 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 it's so important uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on too was that it's so important for me now that I'm working uh, independently most of the time at home I'm hardly ever with other developers. And that helps me feel connected to the other, you know, some other developers in the world, uh, just to kind of have that community there. And I'm sure you mentioned you work from home. I'm sure that's important for you as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like I jump in now to freelance over the years. So every time I'm going to go back to full time, it's after having another baby. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you definitely miss the kind of the office setup where you can kind of turn around and share a joke or ask another dev a question. Yeah. Or sit down with someone yeah. and have someone uh, kind of peer review your code, anything like that. So it's had uh, a lot more new friends where I wouldn't have found. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've made several friends. And, and I feel like, so um, the Craft Slack, uh, I'm sorry, the Expression Engine Slack channel was not around when the first conference uh, that I went to uh, la- uh, last year? Yeah, I think it was last year. Hmm, <laughs> I don't remember for sure. Anyway, uh, it was the one in, in San Antonio, so... I think that was last year. Uh, and that was the that's the only other expression engine conference I've I've been to. Okay. What was your experience of that one? 
So it just like this one, it was a smaller conference. They 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 intentionally limited it to 120 or 130 people. I, I think it's the same as this year, and it was single track, just like this year is going to be. And I think they must have liked the feel of that. And it keeps, you know, one of the things that's frustrated me about conferences is the multi-track nature of things that you don't get on the same page as somebody else. And you say, oh, that was a great talk. He's like, oh, I went to this other talk. I didn't hear that one. And and, and for better or worse, the single track does keep everybody on the same page and you have shared experiences and you can talk about that. Um, and, and you know kind of everybody's going to be in the same space. And I think that's helpful to a degree. Well, it also helps like people who would never even dream of going to some of the talks actually sit down and go to talk in a single track and then they might come away feeling I hear a lot of time going well I never would have gone to that talk but I've actually picked up something useful by actually sitting in in the talk absolutely there there were certainly talks like that um at the at uh, last year's expression engine conference that I wouldn't have chose to go to had there been a, a dual track but um because there was a dual track, um, I uh, because there was a single track, I went to it, and I was happy that I did. You know what? I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm having a memory now uh, that San Antonio wasn't my first conference. What am I thinking? There was one before that because I was thinking. No, I I remember being to an Expression Engine conference with a double track, and and so yeah, I was at the one the year before that as well, and I can't for the life of me remember where that was at. Um, but uh, yeah, so so this will be my third one. The last one I was at was Oregon, 2013, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was that. I wasn't at that one. So I've never met you in person. Uh, so that'll be fun. And that's the thing about the conference. And I feel like the Slack channel has really added a level of this. So now I know people uh, enough uh, online that I will be more motivated to. Because I'm 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 kind of an introverted person, John Henry. I I'm kind of as much as I'm talking right now, and I can I can talk when I'm behind the mic. But I'm kind of shy when I don't know somebody, and I I may not walk right up to them and introduce myself, and I have to force myself to do that. So if I've ever walked up to you guys in the audience and introduced myself, it's because I was forcing myself out of my shell. And and I feel like Slack is very helpful with that. I hope it will be because Slack channel wasn't around uh, for Expression Engine at the previous conferences that I've been to, and now this year. I know a lot more people online, and now I hope that that translates into just walking up to them and shaking their hands. Uh, you know, when I'm at uh, the Expression Engine conference, and actually pushing myself to meet them in person, and I think that's really good for me <laughs> as a person and as a developer. Yeah, and I've seen, I've been at conferences. Uh, it's 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 uh, one of a kind community because when you arrive at these conferences, you mightn't see someone for three or four years, and uh, the moment you meet in the conference, you're picking up a conversation that you started a couple of years ago. Um, it, it's a weird kind of friendship yeah. with, within the community. And I've been at conferences where there has been groups of people or single people who we know were attending the conference and they've been around the hotel and they may have been a bit of an introvert like yourself. Um, and they haven't been... Um, I've, I've seen attendees come over, introduce themselves bring them into the pack or the fold um, and include them in, in the conversation and stuff like that. So it's, it's that kind of community where um, if you're going with a group of, of your developers from your own company, you're going there and you eat together, you drink together, um, you discuss the conference together. It's not one of those. It's everyone um, converses at these conferences. Everyone introduces yourself. Um, there really is just a friendly community. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, the last time I was at an Expression Engine conference, I remember specifically uh, some of the best times. You know, again, I enjoyed the talks and I learned good things. Uh, and especially last year, learning about Expression Engine 3, which is, you know, has been a big deal and, and really pushed the platform forward. But uh, some of my favorite memories of the last conference were just uh, 
Um, they were just hanging out with people. We would go and maybe we went to, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, uh, oh, I remember where that conference was. The first one It was in Washington, D.C. And, uh, well, it was near Washington, D.C. And, uh, so we went to a couple of older, you know, like bars and, and found some nice, uh, nice little places, some pubs and sort of that sort of thing and hung out with some people and I made new friends and, you know, I'm always, even though I, I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, human interaction, oh no. And, and yet when I do it, I'm so happy that I did. So that's one of the great things about the Expression Engine Conference. So one thing I want to, you've been to more Expression Engine Conferences than I have, John Henry. Uh, so what, what has your past experience with the Expression Engine Conference been like? What are you hoping to gain this year? What, what are you looking forward to? That sort of thing. In the past, the ones in Europe were brilliant. So the ones in, in Amsterdam, um, just in Leiden, um, they've been great conferences, but they were all kind of double track mm-hmm. back in the mm-hmm. day. It was great meeting like add-on developers. So developers where you've been using your add-ons and stuff and, and having a drink with them and talking about their new add-ons or they might show you new add-ons they've been working on. So in the breaks in between the... There was a lot more breaks in between the, the tracks. So you might have 10, 15 minute breaks in between the different talks. Um, so you got to sit down and they could show you a demo of a new add-on or things like that. In the American ones, I remember the San Francisco one was probably the, the biggest one I've been at. Um, okay, yeah. So there was there was hundreds of attendees in that one. And there was different tracks again. And in um, it was a very good conference. Uh, Rick Ellis showed up for that one. Um, and nearly all of the Ellis Lab crew were there at the same time as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't think uh, I don't think Rick Ellis is really around anymore. I, I mean, he's still listed on the website for Expre- for Ellis Lab, but uh, as like the uh, chief financial officer, I think. But it's kind of interesting. He's not really in the community anymore. So um, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. He's the owner of the company, and I'm sure he's a great guy. I, I wish I could meet him. Yeah, he never like he was. Always there, but it was never there at the same time, if you know what I mean. Even back to P-Machine days, mm. you wouldn't get a lot of forum posts or you wouldn't be talking to him, you'd be talking to like technical support. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I'd have the off conversation over email with the man, um, but that was the first time I met him in San Francisco, so yeah. he's had a very interesting career though. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, one of the goals of this uh, the podcast is to keep it, uh, you know, not not too long. Um, we've had a couple of stops and starts, so it's a little long to tell how long, a little hard to tell how long we've been recording for sure. But uh, I do want to move towards uh, winding things up. So, um, is is there anything that you're looking to hear uh, from? Because you know the Ellis Lab team will be at the conference. Is there anything you're looking to hear about the EE three roadmap or what's next? Are you you know, are you expecting anything like that? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what to expect in that regard because we're, I feel like we're kind of mid-cycle with the Expression Engine product, you know, uh, and they're, they're, they're doing a lot of good releases, but I don't know if they'll have anything to say in that regard. What, what are you looking forward to? What are you thinking on that front? Well, I think there's two aspects to Expression Engine 3 at the moment. Um, and there's two groups of thinking. There's the likes of ourselves, developers, um, who can see the changes taking place under the hood. And then there's the more kind of front-end designers and people who delve in with development a small bit who can't see these changes um, yet. So I think, I'm hoping that there's going to be more changes down the line that um, are more visible, that would attract more to the community, that they can see these changes. 
Yeah, I, I do think that a lot of the improvements to Expression Engine are under the hood, and add-on developers like myself can really see where they're going, and they're building a great foundation. They, they've really re-architected a lot of things under the hood. We've got real models now that, that interact with the database, where before we were actually using the query builder to do queries directly against the database, which is not great, especially when you're dealing with native components. They may need to change schema, which up to, which which changes the way your add-on has to interface with it if you're doing direct queries. And now models can kind of be the the intermediate um, way to interact with the database through their official models, and that's that's great. That's the sort of changes we're seeing under the hood. There's a lot of smart thinking going into Expression Engine now and Expression Engine three. Um, and and I, I, th- I don't think it's any secret that Expression Engine 2 was really getting long in the tooth before they released Expression Engine 3. That, that's not a secret, and as much as I love the platform, I, I felt that. And seeing Expression Engine 3 where it's at now is really exciting. There's a lot of improvements I want to see. I don't know if we'll hear anything about them uh, at the conference or not. Um, and I don't know, you know, one of the things Derek Jones, the CEO of Ellis Lab, has said is we will be seeing more frequent, bigger updates. Uh, you know, Expression Engine 4 will be much sooner than Expression Engine 3 was to Expression Engine 2. So it'll be much sooner. And what that means, I don't know exactly. He's, you know, uh, he mentioned on stage last year that uh, we would see probably in Expression Engine 3, 4, but he didn't make any promises, um, a, a separation of custom fields from entries where you can have custom fields everywhere. That, that That's one of the biggest changes I want to see, and that will be a much more front-end user-facing change, whereas, as you said, a lot of the changes we've seen in Expression Engine 3 are very developer-facing, aside from the control panel redesign, which, which by the way, is great. That is the biggest user-facing change. The end-user-facing change is a much friendlier, you know, control panel experience that's responsive. Um so that that's really the big change for for end users now, and so so yeah, I'm I'm hoping maybe we'll we'll hear some about what we can expect in Expression Engine four and when that might be, maybe some hints. But then again, we may not hear anything, and that's fine too because honestly, the Expression and the Ellis Lab team is killing it with these releases lately. I think. Yeah, definitely. Like there's features I like to see. I mean, a lot of the time when you ask people like like what features you'd like to see. The feature they're going to name is a comparison to another CMS that they've seen done somewhere else. Sure, sure. Um, and LS Lab have been very good at kind of coming up with their own features for Expression Engine and not necessarily borrowing from other CMSs at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are features that I would like to see um, that I have seen in other CMSs that has never really been problems that have never really been solved in Expression Engine. Uh, one of those would be the preview. Yes, yes. And it, it's things like like previews, like a feature like that, that would really make it stand out. Yeah, absolutely. I think preview is a big feature that they could they could integrate. Unfortunately, and I know that the pain that they're having, uh, because Expression Engine is architected in a way that's so page agnostic. It doesn't care. It's... It, you know, Expression Engine is about content, not pages. And so how do you preview a page? How do you preview an entry when it doesn't map to a page? These things are hard problems to solve, um, for sure. So, um, and they've been solved in some ways by third-party add-ons, not to my satisfaction. So I'd love to see them tackle that and what a take on that would look like. You're, you're absolutely right. These are the sorts of things I'm hoping maybe we'll get hints of in, in at the conference, but we, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I just don't know what we'll see there. So, and that's that's what makes some of this exciting is knowing that we'll get to interact with the Ellis Lab team and get to talk to them and pick their brains, give them ideas, put put bugs in their ears about things we'd like to see. Uh, you know, Expression Engine uh, is still my most used CMS. It's the one that uh, 
whether it's because I've inherited a project because Expression Engine has been around for, you know, gosh, what, uh, 15 years? Um, you know, if you inherit a project that's a custom content management system, it's likely to be Expression Engine. If you start a new project, Expression Engine is often the right choice. So, so yeah, there's there's just a lot that we still use Expression Engine for, and it's still a great CMS, and it's getting better. So I'm excited to hear about some of those things, uh, possibly seeing what, what might come in EE3 and whether we might have uh, EE4 around the corner, you know, sometime later this year. So that'll be exciting. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I was just going to say, just to remind everyone that the two of us are attending the conference. Um, I'm, I'm going to be arriving in on the Saturday evening. And I think we're meeting a few people in the airport to get an Uber from the hotel to the hotel, from the from the airport to the hotel. Um, but we're going to be around the Sunday as well if people want to meet up. Um, and that's where Slack can come into play again. Yes. What night are you coming in, TJ? Okay, yeah. So I'm arriving uh, Sunday, uh, October the 2nd, very late in the evening is when my flight gets in at 10 p.m., uh, but as Allison uh, Campion has said, she's one of the organizers of the conference over there at uh, Giles Parscale. Uh, she she mentioned that there will probably be people in the lobby hanging out in the hotel and, and talking and, and, and stuff after the speaker dinner, which I'm going to miss. I'm so sad. Um, but yeah, so so that'll be fun. And then the conference itself is uh, uh, Monday the 3rd and Tuesday, October 4th. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and, and both of us will be speaking at that conference, won't we? You're, you're going to be speaking on image management, I believe. You're yeah. going to be speaking on image management, I believe. Yes, I'm going to be speaking on the second day, I think. So the second day after after lunch, I believe. Yeah. So when everyone is dozing off, yes, I'll be speaking. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be speaking about image workflow and management um, and different approaches for using that in the Expression Engine 3. So uh, as I've been creating my talk and developing examples and things like that, I've actually been <laughs> teaching myself a few things as well. Because I've worked a, a few problems that have been headaches in the past as well. Um, so it's been useful for me coming up with the actual talk as well for this conference. Yeah, yeah. And I've uh, honestly, I found the same thing with my talk. I'm going to be uh, talking second to last uh, on the second day. And uh, that I'll be basically right before the big uh, wrap up by uh, Brad. And uh, I'll be talking about Git and using Git with Expression Engine. And I've found that even in preparing my presentation, I've reminded myself of some best practices that I, you know, when you're especially when you're working by yourself, you sometimes forget or whatever. And it's like, no, it's been good for me as a developer too to do this. And I go, no, I haven't been doing this the way I say I should be doing it. So uh, yeah, it's um, it's really been good that way. And so I hope people will get something out of that as well. And and I'm really looking forward to your image management work, management workflow talk. I uh, as you know, because uh, you've talked to me about it and you've gotten a copy. Uh, and who knows what that's going to look like in your presentation, but I, I build an add-on for managing images called Ansel. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say on that. And I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Um, we're, we're, not, uh, we're not always going to talk about Expression Engine, but just because the conference is coming up, that seemed like a great topic to kind of focus on. So, uh, but, but we will be talking about uh, CMSs and custom content. Some of the, some of the upcoming uh, potential show topics that we've talked about is object-oriented development with PHP, Event-driven JavaScript, uh, plugins, uh, e-commerce for your uh, CMSs, um, what the differences are and how developers and designers approach the CMS, uh, managing assets, you know, all these sorts of things. Um, you know, how do you how do you work with an unfamiliar CMS if you've got a project that you've come in to try to rescue? Working from home. These are these are some of the topics that we're going to be covering on this show in the future. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to spending some more time with you, John Henry. I've I've really enjoyed this episode, and uh, I hope others have as well. 
Yeah, TJ, I really enjoyed this first episode. And I'm looking forward to the conference and meeting yourself. Um, hopefully we see you for a few beers on the Sunday night. Yes, yes. Well, if you want to uh, find out more about the show, you want to find out more about me and John Henry, a great place to do that is going to be where this podcast lives, and that's nightowl.fm slash content managed. Um, and uh, actually, I haven't decided on the actual URL yet if it's going to have a dash in it or not. So just look at nightowl.fm, and you'll be able to find uh, content managed up there. And uh, that's a great place to do it. We'll have links and show notes. A place you know you can click on those links in the show notes and register for the conference and that sort of thing. Uh, if you want to catch up with me, you can do that on Twitter. If you want to give me feedback, I'm TJ Draper Pro. John Henry, are you on Twitter? Yeah, um, John Henry underscore IE. That's right. I've seen you around. That's right. I can't remember if I'm following you or not. That's really sad. I need to make sure that I am. <laughs> so that's uh, that's probably the, a great place to continue any conversation. If you have any follow up about our episode, uh, that's a great place to do it. Uh, be sure to uh, visit the show in the iTunes store. You'll be able to find the link for that at uh, nightowl.fm and give us a rating and a star review. That would be really helpful in getting this new podcast off the ground. Thanks so much for doing this first episode with me, John Henry. I'm looking forward to the next ones. Looking forward to meeting you at the conference. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it too.